Hello, I'm Fenton, and welcome to the World Primer for Response Team Omnicron. I'm the GM and producer of this game, and joining me today is one lovely individual by the name of Anna. Yes, I'm Anna, aka Archival Dust Bunny, most places on the internet, and I play Olivia in Response Team Omnicron, uh, the team's defender. This episode is a world primer for our show and the Lancer setting as a whole. By the end of this, you'll have a basic understanding of where our cast fits in the world of Lancer. To understand how we got to where we are, we first have to understand how the world of Lancer came to be. Lancer's timeline is measured in dates before or after the founding of Union, the overarching government of the universe. The time before Union was a tumultuous one, filled with hardships and trials, and the time under Union has been no different. Before Union, humanity teetered on the verge of extinction until ancient data stored in hidden locations called vaults prompted a global rejuvenation. As with anything valuable, powers fought over it, starting the little wars that lasted 50 years. At the end of those wars, Union was formed. Now, Union has had three committees at the head of its organization, each bringing about different ideals and forms of prosperity all over the span of thousands of years. The first committee of Union, often shortened to FIRSTCOM, was formed at the founding of Union and built the foundation of what the people of Union use. Neolite ships, Omninet, and blank space technology all resulted from the events that happened during the course of the FIRSTCOM's leadership. These are the backbone of space travel and communication within Union. Also during FIRSTCOM's reign, contact was made with two other factions of humanity, from a group of generation ships launched many millennia before Union that were thought to be lost after contact with them ceased. These factions later become the Onic Ascendancy and the Karakin Trade Baronies. FIRSTCOM was eventually replaced by the Second Committee of Union, or SECCOM. They were generally known for being colonizers, widening the gaze of the Union's watchful eye across the galaxy. During their reign, the Deimos event took place, bringing about paracausal science and non-human persons. It was later in SECCOM's reign, during a conflict known as the Hercinian Crisis, remember that name, it'll be important, that mechanized chassis, or mechs, were shown to be effective combat units. In addition to mechs coming into vogue for combat affairs, the Hercinian Crisis also galvanized the galaxy to revolt against SETCOM. This event, in conjunction with multiple atrocities that SETCOM was committing, plunged Cradle and Galactic Core worlds into revolution and civil war. This war lasted for 30 years. Finally, the Third Committee of Union, ThirdCom, was forged out of the embers of that civil war, accepting the surrender of the remaining SETCOM members. They are the current authority in Union space. ThirdCom leaned on the similar tenets of FirstCom, which they call their utopian pillars. They have faced and continue to face multiple threats to their young hegemony, as descendants from pre-Union adventures into space test the mettle of a ThirdCom's resiliency. To protect the people of Union, the term Lancer is given to the pilots of mechs that are on the forefront of the battlefields that still rage across Union space for justice, peace, and profit. For our story, ThirdCom is but a footnote, an important footnote, but not relevant to how our story will unfold, at least not to begin with. Our story is on the planet Hercinia in 5014U, or Union Era. 500 years prior, the Hercinian Crisis ravaged this planet in a 60-year conflict that kicked off the Union Civil War. Its events mythologized, catalyzing latent anger and sparking open revolt. In the centuries that followed, this planet has fallen by the wayside, forgotten in the administrative jumble of the handoff of Union Space to ThirdCom. Hercinia is on the Atlas Line, the fourth of ten lines that surround Cradle, our home solar system where Sol and Earth are located. Each line is a ring that houses a multitude of systems, each spreading further out from Cradle into known space. The public charter for Hercinia was picked up by Landmark Colonial, 
one of the many subsidiaries owned by Smith Shimano Corporal. Smith Shimano, or SSC, is a luxury mech manufacturer whose mechs rival the other big names like Harrison Armory, IPS Northstar, and Horus, all used by military, security, and mercenary forces. Landmark Colonial purchased the charter and set up a colony on the planet in 4964U. The colony, named Evergreen, has enjoyed prosperity through its early years. Led by a non-human person, or NHP, named Patience, the colony has been stable in its construction. Currently enjoying its second generation of growth, Evergreen has come under fire from sporadic attacks that began in 5012U and increasing in severity shortly before our cast arrives on Hercinia. In 5014U, Evergreen sends out a distress signal to Landmark Colonial as the attacks worsen. Landmark Colonial responds by sending CRT Omnicron, the corporation's PR unit who happened to be close by to investigate. Our first episode picks up in the briefing room on the USP Myriad as it enters orbit around Hercinia.